Well, good morning, Diet Disruptors. Carrie here, and happy Monday, happy February. So much to talk about today. And I'm by myself. Do you notice? I got I got no co-host today. I often love to come on live with my coaches, but sometimes at the start of a new theme that we're going to cover, or when I have something really focused I want to say, I go solo. And today's going to be one of those days. Today we're going to talk about something that is I'm so passionate about. I need you to hear it. I need you to learn it. I need you to reconcile it. And so I decided to come on my own. But the rest of the month, we are going to, um, as of now, we have Coach Brenna and Coach Nicole who are going to join us for the rest of the week. We're going to toggle between the two of them. And I'm so excited because they've got all sorts of amazing insight to share with us. But for today, it's going to be me. So say hello to me. Tell me where you are tuning in from. If you're live, I want to see it. If you're on the replay, just say replay and tell me where you are calling or watching in from or listening in from. Uh, I have so much passion about what we're going to talk about today. And uh, it's part of it is because it's not only the story of what I lived through, before I figured out what I needed to do to get myself on track with my mindsets and my body, my nutrition, my time. But also, really, it's been an amazing month for me. I have really started focusing on coaching um, some clients again. I usually, the, the, the group coach and I manage my coaches. I'm coaching our, in our four weeks to wellness lifestyle launch. But uh, I have throughout the year, all of last year, took on a, a handful of clients because I was really focusing on um, supporting my coaches and supporting people in our membership group. But I have seen how much more people need and so have uh, been exclusively coaching some people in our um, exclusive program, uh, our 12-week program. Actually, there's not a lot of information about it on our website, but if you if you are interested, you can you can reach out to me. But I, the reason I'm telling you that is because this topic we're going to talk about today is what I hear so much from people who are applying to work with me for me to coach them, and it's heartbreaking. So. We have to talk about it today. And that's sort of why I wanted to come on on my own. So I have a question for you all. I want to know what diets you have tried in the past. All the diets. I want to know them all. I have probably researched them all. I know that they all have certain things in common. One of the number one things is restrictions. But I also want to know if you have any idea why you think they haven't worked why you keep going time after time after a new diet, a new trend, and wondering why it doesn't work. So I'd love to be able to hear from you on that. So put some comments in. And those of you that can see me, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see me. So I'll explain what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a very classic white t-shirt. And while you can't see below, I have very classic pair of jeans on. <laughs> and I think one of the things I love about this, this type of outfit, or if you had like a crisp button down white shirt, 
it kind of never goes out of style, right? Like you can go look in the 1950s even and see women in a white, a crisp white shirt, and, you know, uh, pants that fit and that are a classic that never go out of style. And yet all around that we see, you know, fashion trends that come and go and, and then repeat itself. I find it unbelievable that my my 15 year old who's going to be 16 this month she loves I mean loves the things that I was wearing in the 90s turtleneck and a sweatshirt she even has me um fold her pants up on the bottom so they're tapered with the socks underneath I'm like what I, I keep asking my mom if she could we could find any of my old clothes because I think I would be in very good graces with my daughter if I could show her the clothes I used to wear. The, the mom jeans, you know, that, like it's all back in style. And it just reminds me of how trends come and go. And while they think they're, you know, up and coming and being trendy and, and kind of doing something new, let's be honest, it's the same thing we did 30 years ago. When was the 90s? Yeah. 20 some odd, 30 years ago. I can't get over how, what, it just comes right back, right? And uh, like, think about in the 60s with the bell bottoms, and then we had the jeans that had the bell bottoms. You guys know it all comes back around. So the reason I love the white classic shirt and the jeans is because it's classic. It never goes out of style. And I wore that today on purpose because when we think about the diets you have been on and you can say you've tried them all, but let me be honest with you, there's a few and they just keep resurfacing. They just keep coming back like the trends in fashion come back. A little different, a little tweaked, but really let's be honest. It's that uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> it's um, made to seem like it's new and for forward thinking, but it really isn't. We already did that trend, right? So when you think about certain diets like keto, for example, it was Atkins, you guys. Remember that? Um all of these things kind of come and go. And so we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about what trends are never go out of style, like a classic white shirt and classic jeans. Or if you do something really, really trendy, how and why it's not going to last. So let's dig into that, shall we? All right. So we're going to talk about three diets right now. But honestly, I feel like I want to talk about 100. Uh, but I don't have enough time for all that. So we're going to talk about a few right now, um, and I might sprinkle in a few other ones. Now, I will tell you, diet disruptors are what we are called because we don't diet. And, and what does it mean not to diet? It means we use food as fuel the way our body wants it to be. We understand the science behind the human body and what it needs for the long term. We recognize the importance of blood sugar stabilization on our overall health, but also in our weight loss goals. And so in order to do that, in order to get to our optimal health, in order to get to our optimal weight, we have to fuel our body with the right foods, the right nutrients, and the right portions all day long. There's nothing magical that happens at, 
you know, eight o'clock at night when we say you have to stop eating or when we track calories for the day as if our body operates on that same time frame as we do. Um, we have to recognize that our body is a refuel as it goes machine. And if we don't treat it as such, our bodies will do things to accommodate the lack of appropriateness that we are feeding it and do things that actually are trying to save us, but can hurt us in the long term. I think it's so amazing. And, and here's what my real goal is, is to help you with the confusion. There are so many conflicting ideas out there, but really they're all the same thing. Okay, all of these things about diets and all of that is all around restriction. And so if you are looking at anything that requires restriction, understand it's not going to work for the long term. But I can totally recognize and appreciate how confusing it is. We literally keep getting inundated with concepts, ideas, facts, documentaries on Netflix about what we should be doing. And it all seems so right. It all seems so scientific. It all seems to make sense. And then we try it and it doesn't work. So then we get into something else that seems to make sense. What I want you to do today is regardless of what thing seems to make sense, I'm going to give you a, a way of looking at it so that you can always know whether or not it makes sense. Is it the classic white t-shirt in jeans? Or is it the mom jeans with the tapered leg? If it's the mom jeans with the tapered leg, it's not gonna last. So three questions, I've talked about this before and I wanna start off with this. This is going to help you dramatically in sorting through the chaos, sorting through the confusion. When you go through your Instagram feed and you see all the things, it's amazing how the algorithm just seems to know that you are looking for a diet. It seems to know that you need to lose weight. It seems to know that you don't feel right. You don't feel confident. And it feeds at that. If you've watched The Social Dilemma, you know why and how. And so it's true. Be aware of that but also recognize if you have the armor to be able to know what is true and what is not, then it won't matter if that stuff is in front of you because you will know what you need to do and what you need to say no to. Three questions. One, is it based in science? Here's the thing, you guys, most of the things that you will see is absolutely based in science. That's why it makes sense when somebody explains it to you, okay? But just because it's based in science doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's good, doesn't mean it's going to support long-term health. It just means it's actually doing what it's supposed to do. Diets are like that. Diets are actually scientifically based to give you a short-term win, but not for long-term gains, long-term wins, long-term health. They're not designed to do that. They just tell you, you know how we can manipulate data any way we want. We could tell you the science of a diet and why it works so well. We could have friends that have lost 30 pounds on a diet and think, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do too. But when we look at the longitudinal data, when we really dig in, you can say you're doing research, but the Google is biased. It's biased on what you want to hear. And when your friend is doing something and it's working, they are going to sell you on it so that they can feel like they made the right choice. If you say no to what they're doing, it's going to diminish their confidence a little bit. So understand, yes, it is based in science, doesn't mean it's right. But that's your number one question. Is it based in science? Number two, can you do it for the rest of your life? And some people think they can, but let's be honest, 
If you're doing keto and cutting out carbs, it might sound great, but eventually you're going to want some blueberries. Eventually you're going to want some ice cream. And you have reprogrammed your body to be in ketosis and therefore having those things is actually going to sabotage you. Can you do it for the rest of your life? Is it truly sustainable or is it restrictive? Because also the minute is restrictive, not only do you have physical cravings and mind you, they are not necessarily about your willpower. Your body is physically craving things that you are denying it but also the psychological cravings of not being able to have the things that you enjoy and love is a real thing. So if you have to give up something, I want you to ask yourself if you could give it up for the rest of your life. Your body thrives on consistency. It is like any relationship. When you have trust, which means you have had positive interactions consistently over time, that's what trust is, then your body will do for you what it wants it to do because it says, I trust this girl. I trust this woman. I know she's going to give me what I need when I need it. So I don't have to do the things I've been doing to survive, which is actually going to derail your goals if you let it. If you aren't doing the right things by your body, your body's going to accommodate and adjust and it's not going to serve your goals of weight loss. It's going to serve your body's need to survive. Third thing, third question, would you put your kids on it? If you at all are an influencer, and an influencer means you have anybody in your life around you that you speak to, that you are in front of, whether it's kids, grandkids, neighbors, nephews, nieces, any of that, if you wouldn't put them on the thing that you're doing, understand that one, why are you doing it? If you don't think it's good for kids, why do you think it's good for you? And some people say, well, my kids have a higher metabolism and all of that. Okay, but we're still humans, right? And the bigger piece, even bigger, is the fact that, okay, we want to we want our kids to go to have optimal health, right? So we're doing things to give them the chance to be optimal health, right? We want to feed them healthy foods. We want to do things that are right by them. But we do the opposite for ourselves. We are not doing the things that give us optimal health when we are restricting ourselves with a diet. But bigger than that, bigger, bigger, and more meaningful is the fact that we are modeling for our kids what adults should do, what adults' goals are, what women should look like and be like, and where our value is. If you have a girl that you are raising and you are on a diet, you eat a different meal than them, you wouldn't let them do what you're doing. Understand you are raising them to have that same relationship with food and their body that you have, that you struggle with. And if you don't do right by your body, if you don't do right by figuring out your mindset, you're not gonna do right by your kids. And I know that because I know how I was raised and I know what was happening when I was raising my girls. And I, by the love of God, am so grateful that I got this figured out before it was really too late. And I don't ever think it's really too late, but I think that there is a level of urgency and a lot of undoing the longer we wait. Okay, so those are your three questions. Is it based in science? Can you do it for the rest of your life? And would you put your kids on it? Let's go over this. Why diets fail. Why diets fail is because thinking about restriction means we are keeping something our body needs. And very typically, it is a macronutrient and calories. That's pretty much the two things diets make us get rid of. 
Think about the 80s, the low-fat diet, right? I still see low-fat things all the time in the grocery store. Do you guys know what it takes to make something low-fat? Chemicals and garbage and toxins and junk to make it taste good. Fat is important. We need fat for a variety of things, but of course, we had that craze. Then we have now keto, and this is keto is like everybody I'm talking to right now. Everybody that's kind of exploring um, my exclusive exclusive coaching program, almost everybody has been or is doing keto because it is sort of like the biggest thing. So we need to talk about carbs. You guys, carbs is a macronutrient. We need carbs. Carbs actually gives us the energy. When, when proteins, fats, and carbs are our macronutrients, when we have those, our body is being given what it needs. Now, we know what we need is that we need to have a balance and we know everything um we can we can go so far off the swing right oh carrie says i can have carbs and like you're eating a bag of potato chips but it we need need carbs and a keto diet is actually reprogramming our body to not quote unquote need carbs um when you're on the keto diet you're literally taking in like it's like less than different keto protocols call for different things, but easily less than 50 grams of carbs, but sometimes even less than that. I've seen keto diets where it's like 15 grams of carbs for the day. Our body can't sustain that. And here's the biggest thing. Some people think it's great because you get to eat fat and, and protein and feel like, oh yes, it's great. But it doesn't feel great over time. And to not be able to eat a quesadilla again, it, it floors me. So I want you to understand that we need carbs and there's a whole scientific rationale and understanding behind it. I just did this whole big science lesson with our membership group, but understanding it's, if everything is around blood sugar stabilization, but it really truly is what we teach. We need carbs to be able to bring our blood sugar levels to a place where it will give us the energy and do what it needs to do. We need protein to work with it so that it balances out our blood sugar. Our entire body's goal is to have its blood sugar stabilized. Protein gives us the amino acids that we need. And then fat allows us to digest it slowly to be able to grab those nutrients to cushion our organs to do a whole lot of really important things and makes us feel fuller longer. So when you take away an entire macronutrient, you're literally throwing the whole cadence of what your body needs and wants off. Will you lose weight on keto? Yeah, very often you will. A lot of times it's water, but also um, it's your body's reaction to the lack of a certain nutrient. And so it might be letting go of some stored fat, but it's also just really reacting to the fact that it's not getting what it needs reprogramming your body. And eventually, I don't know anybody that's been able to do keto for more than a year, year and a half, because they feel so crappy. Your body is overcompensating for a variety of other things. It's not sustainable. It really isn't. The psychological challenges it has, saying no to things, modeling stuff in front of your kids where you can have ice cream night with your kids, that's not okay. I have a lot, I've written a lot about keto. So you can go to our blog and just search keto and you can see what I, what I have found, but or what I have written about. And I, I just, I need you all to stop. That's it. I just need y'all to stop. Your kids can't have you doing keto. You can't do keto. You, you can't do it. It also screws up your hormones. 
And so our body's goal, right, is to be have its blood sugar stabilized. Think about it. When you're super hungry, your blood sugar is really low. When you're super stuffed and feeling gross, your blood sugar is really high. Your body wants to be right there in the middle. That then brings your body to homeostasis, balancing our uh, hormonal balance. Homeostasis is so, so, so important. And when you're doing keto, you're throwing that all out of whack. If you are 40, 50, 60 years old, you cannot afford for any more hormonal out of whackness to happen. Okay. And you see why I needed to do this by myself. All right, let's keep moving on. The next one we're going to talk really quickly about is intermittent fasting because intermittent fasting in so many ways for so many reasons is um, really no different than just full on restriction. It also, I think, is really damaging to people with um, a poor relationship with food like I had. So intermittent fasting is when different protocols call for different things, but sometimes it's like the longer you can go, the feeling like you're more successful at it. But the, the whole key with intermittent fasting, you got to understand, you will hear claims about all sorts of things, okay? This is where um, the scientific stuff is just hogwash in so many ways. And I can tell you to go do your research, but again, your research is going to be totally biased, basically. Like you'll find people telling you all these things and you won't be able to know whether it's true or not. But understand like reputable organizations will never tell you to do keto or intermittent fasting like this. They just won't because long-term it doesn't, it doesn't serve your body. You're restricting your body. Your body is a refuel as you go machine. Blood sugar stabilization is the key goal of your body. Think about it. When you're fasting, you're not doing that. When we're awake, when we're moving, when we are burning energy, we need to be fueling our body. It's like a car driving. We need gas in our car to drive. The fast, I want you to think about this, is while you're sleeping. It's part of why you. I want you to have enough sleep. And when you have breakfast, it's like breaking the fast. That's all you have to do, okay? When your body is not in motion, when you are sleeping, your body can absorb all the nutrients. It can recharge its batteries. It does a ton of stuff while you're sleeping. But when you are awake, you need to be fueling your body. So when your blood sugar is really low, like it does when you are fasting, what happens is that your body is below the normal um basically there's, there's a, a range of our blood level, a blood sugar level that we need to stay in. And when you are fasting, your body is very consistently below that level. So what happens? Your body tries to balance its blood sugar on its own. First, it yells at you and says, Hey, feed me. And that's where hunger pains come in. But then after a while, your body will stop yelling at you. It's like when I finally just stopped yelling at my teenager to clean her room, cause she just wasn't going to do it. I was still super mad about her room being clean, but I stopped yelling at her. When your body stops yelling at you, you think, oh, I'm good. My body's, no, your body's just adjusting. It knows you're not going to listen to it. So it's going to go do it on its own. And it starts to do that by pulling your nutrients from your muscles. That's how it gets the nutrients it needs. And so to, in order to save itself from you, it will, whenever you eat, hold on to the food that you do feed it. And so if you do this, like I eat one meal a day kind of thing, understand you have no capacity to burn that meal off because you have told your body that I am not going to feed you what you need when you need it. So your body says, when she does feed me, I don't trust her. I'm going to have to hold on to it because your body's metabolism has been slowing and slowing down by pulling nutrients out of its muscles so that they can adjust to you fasting. 
that's not good, you guys. That is not sustainable. That's not going to lead you to optimal health. And I want you to think about your hormones. If being in blood sugar stabilization zone equals homeostasis, which is hormonal balance, and you are out of whack with your blood sugar all the time, and you are 40, 50, 60 years old, already going to go through some crazy hormonal changes. Whoa, what are you doing? We want this time in our life to be a, a way for us to thrive and to be able to deal with that hormonal imbalance that's naturally going to occur by counteracting it with doing the things that our body needs it to do so it doesn't have to get so out of whack, trying to recover itself, trying to balance itself. Um, the other thing when it comes to intermittent fasting is so many people think, okay, if I can just starve myself all day and I'm busy and I'm working and all of that, I can just eat anything I want at night. And there's this like binge mentality. And if you have a poor relationship with food, you're not learning about food. You're not getting yourself to serve your body with what food you know serves you. You are literally just binging. And that's not going to do anybody any good. Okay. Last one I'm going to talk about, but I, there's so much more I want to go into, though, is so many people have been recently talking to me about being vegan and really talking about the concepts behind why they're going vegan. And I have always said for years, if this is a thing that you're doing because of um, uh, animal cruelty or any of those pieces, like I've always, always said, I will help you make it work. But if you are doing it because you think it is the trend, it, I am telling you, it is not a classic white t-shirt and jeans. It is not. Um, there's so much misinformation. Plants are good. The majority of our food should be plants, but we need, we need proteins, fats, and carbs. Animal-based protein, I, I could do a whole episode on that, and maybe I will, but animal-based protein gives us the nine amino acids that we need to be able to, to, to our body cannot make those nine amino acids on its own. We need those. And the most efficient way to get them is through animal-based protein. If you do it through, through a plant-based diet, a fully vegan diet with no dairy and no meat and no eggs, then understand it is much, much harder. What, what's so crazy to me is that I meet all these women that say, I have no time, I have no time, I have no time. And then they go vegan. And I think this is the thing that takes the most time. Like it is you have to be very, very, very intentional. You have to have a lot of knowledge, a lot of research, a lot of information about how to make sure that everything that you're trying to put together works and gives you what your body needs. It's not easy. It is more work than I want to do personally. So if you are going completely vegan, understand you are going to be restricting certain nutrients that your body truly needs. I always talk about Karen, who uh, was one of my clients who gained 25 pounds after going vegan because she thought going healthy was going vegan and that was what she needed to do. A, there's a difference between being healthy and correct and B, going totally vegan is going, is going to restrict you in many ways. Okay, not just emotionally where you can't have certain things, but also physically where your body's not going to get some of the micronutrients and macronutrients that it truly, truly needs, as well as amino acids and a variety of other things. Um, so going vegan is not if you're doing it because you think it's a weight loss program. Stop. It's not a white shirt and jeans. It's not. It's not classic. It won't last. And it's not going to actually serve you in the long term. 
when you think about restriction and that's where like kind of like counting calories, counting points, all of that comes in. I, there's a whole thing I can do on counting calories, understand all calories are not created equal, but what you're doing is also restricting yourself and you're acting, you're, you're acting as if your body says, oh, I just need this many per day. If we are a refuel as we go machine, having your calories all in one, in one time or having like Oreo cookies count the same as apple, turkey, and almond just doesn't make sense. Calories are completely imperfect. Coach Jess said it best when she said, your body is not a checkbook. So I'm not getting into counting calories, but I just had to say that as sort of the fourth thing because it doesn't work and it's not necessary. Can you imagine not having to track your food on an app? I mean, I don't know where society came in where we think we have enough time or need to track what we're eating all day and act like we are a checking account. It, it doesn't work like that, you guys. Exercise and burning off the calories that we ate is, is a totally imperfect antiquated science. It is like having, you know, bell bottoms in the 60s. I don't know, a fashion trend that doesn't work anymore. Uh, I know, I know. How about our 80s hairstyles? You know, the bangs in the front, the poof at the top. That didn't work for anybody, y'all. Either just counting calories. Okay, so diets are failing us over and over and over again because it's not giving our bodies what it needs. And when we don't give our bodies what it needs, it won't do for us what we want it to do. But when we fuel our body correctly, when we understand how food works, how what foods serve us and what foods don't, when we understand that we don't have to deprive ourselves, it's amazing how our body responds. It's amazing how the cravings go away, the energy goes up, we get to our optimal weight. And when we're moving to our optimal health, nothing tastes as good. Nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. When you are strong, when you know you are doing right by your body, it is powerful. It is, can you imagine feeling confident even if you haven't reached your goals yet? Because so many people want to lose weight so they can feel more confident. I say no, do right your by your body so you feel more confident. You don't have to wait till you lose the weight to be able to do that. And so this is what we teach at Disruptive Nutrition. This is what we teach in our Diet Disruptor Squad. This is what we teach people to understand. Diets will always fail you. They will not get you to your goals, the ones that you think you will. You are getting bamboozled by the Instagram, by the Facebook, by all the things that are out there, giving you false claims that that is the answer. The answer is to fuel yourself with food, to balance your blood sugar consistently so your body is in homeostasis. When that happens, your body will do for you the things you want it to do for you. You guys, I'm 46 next month. I get where you have been, but my story is now different and I want it to be a different story for you. So um, to learn more, Dig into our Facebook group. Understand what it is that we are all about. We have a free course that you can offer. Our program where we truly teach this, our Four Weeks to Wellness Lifestyle Launch is only open a few times a year. And we only take a few people, or a few. We only take a certain amount of people This in each session, because in each um, opening, because we have decided as a team, we are just going to really focus and love on the people that are there. We're only opening it three times a year. And uh, uh, participation will have a cap. So if you are interested in really truly getting to understand, and what I say to 
to follow the last nutritional advice you will ever need. You will never need to search the Google again for anything else because it is truly what your body needs, what every body needs. Go to 4w2w.com, get on the wait list because everybody in the wait list will get access and opportunity before the public. So if you are like, I have to do this at some, you know, in March or whatever it is, plug in now until March. We're going to do give you a bunch of resources so you can understand. And I need you to get yourself on that wait list so you do not diet anymore. Nothing hurts my heart more than to have to kind of go through this with people because I know how many times you're going to go around this mountain before you realize none of it will work. None of it will work. Even though you might have lost 30 pounds on a diet before, you weren't able to keep it off. Why? Because it wasn't made to work that way. It wasn't you that failed it. It was doing exactly the way it was supposed to do. Let's stop doing that. So go to 4w2w.com if you, and, and, and get yourself on the wait list so you could be one of the first ones to get the access and opportunity. And usually people on the wait list get an extra little bonus or two from us. Okay, that was long. I can't wait for next week where um, I think it's Coach Brenna that's going to join me next week. And we are going to talk about sabotage how we sabotage our goals without even knowing it thinking we're doing what's right for our body and we don't so stay tuned for that let me know of any questions i want to know what diets you've done i want to know how this resonates with you i want to know what you're thinking what questions you have i'm here and i can't wait to dig in with you more we're going to talk all week about this in our posts and um, your comments and so the more you engage the more you get out of it Remember, wherever you are in your journey, there's a place for you at Disruptive Nutrition. We mean that with all of our heart. So please dig in, please engage, ask questions. We are here. Bye.